It was no accident that the Lord of glory was crucified between two thieves. There are no accidents with God who governs this world, and especially on this day of all days, in this event of all events. A day and an event at the very center of the world's history. You see, God was presiding over Calvary's scene. God was there. From all eternity, he had determined and decreed when and where and how and with whom his son should die. God's amazing grace can most clearly be seen in the salvation of this wretch who hung on the very verge of hell on the ledge of the pit of destruction. You see, this thief had no moral life before his conversion. He respected neither the law of God nor the law of man. After his conversion, he died without having opportunity to engage in any type of service to Christ. The dying thief had no good works, either before or after conversion. Thus, if saved at all, he was certainly to be saved by sovereign grace. His conversion occurred at a time when to all outward appearance, Christ had lost all power to save either himself or others. Being a thief and robber, it is highly probable that this was the first day he had ever set his eyes on the Lord Jesus. And now that he did see him, it was under every circumstance of weakness and disgrace. How can we explain the fact that this dying thief took a suffering, bleeding, crucified man for his God? How do you explain that? That this guy hanging on the cross said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. You see, it must be divine intervention. Divine intervention is what you and I needed as well. A supernatural operation, a miracle of God's grace. This thief cried, Lord, remember me before the supernatural phenomena of that day. Surely this thief is a representative of sinners in all ages. Prior to the time when this thief repented and believed, there was no essential difference between the two thieves. Both of them were thieves. There was no difference. And the scripture says in Matthew 27, the thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. The, both the thieves at one time on the cross were mocking Christ. If you be the Christ, come down off the cross, save yourself and, of course, us along with you. You see, there is no difference. You are a sinner and no better than the person sitting next to you. You are not better. Or worse, you're a sinner in need of a supernatural work inside of you, in need of redemption and salvation. Romans 3, and 23 says this, For there is no difference. 
For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I hear people all the time, for 50 some years, I've heard people declare, I'm different. Oh, oh, I smoke a little pot, but I've never used heroin. You know, I've been drunk a few times, but I've never used hard drugs. You know what they're trying to say? I'm different. But you're not. You are a sinner and are going to perish in your sins. Unless Jesus comes where you are and does for you what you cannot do for yourself. These men uh, in their dying hours derided the suffering Savior. What a, what a demonstration of human depravity. In their worst moment hanging on the cross, they derided Christ. Some of you sit here service after service and you make fun of me preaching. You make light of the gospel or, or religion. You wish you weren't here. See, you're no different. You're just like these thieves. In fact, there, there is no difference. You say, well, I, I'm converted now, Pastor. I don't do that at all. I, I know. But who makes you to differ from another? That's the big question. If you're different now, you're converted now. Who was it that did that? I want you to say, it was grace. It was God's amazing grace that I'm still not out there. And that's what it's going to take to bring you to the foot of the cross. This one thief said, does not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? Well, now that's strange. A few minutes before that, he was making light of Christ. And now he is saying to the other thief, we're both here in condemnation and we're guilty. Don't you fear God? You see, it's not until our desperate condition is realized that we discover our need of a divine Savior. You don't know how rotten you are. Once you find out, the first cry of your heart will be, Oh God, I need a Savior. Help me, save me. You see, we must be abased before we can be exalted. And that's what God does. At some point in time, if God's going to convert you, he's going to bring you to the end of your own way. You're not going to have any trust in yourself. No trust in yourself. We have to be stripped of the filthy rags of our self-righteousness. You know, I am pretty bad, but I can tell you right now, I'm not as bad as a lot of people. Same old stuff. No, you're not there yet. It's not until you come to see that you're worse than most people. Because you don't see other people. You only see you and your depravity and your, your sins. See, you come to God as a beggar, not telling God what he ought to do for you. Nothing in my hands I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. You come to God empty-handed. A sinner must come to the end of himself before he can be saved. We must not only see ourselves lost, but undone, and that we can do nothing to help ourselves. We must see that we're beyond human repair. You're not going to make it right. You have nothing to work with. Nothing at all. We're without strength. That means you're impotent. You're without any strength to save yourself. Man must look outside of himself for salvation. And surely this thief there on the cross did just that. 
You see, he could not walk in the path of righteousness because his feet were nailed to the cross. He could not perform any good works for there were nails through his hands. He could not turn over a new leaf and live better because he was dying. The sinner must be cut off from his workings and be made willing to be saved by Christ alone. And that's what I attempt to do here with the help of the Holy Spirit to cut you off, to tell you to shut up, shut your mouth and quit talking about how good you are or how better you are. Cut you off till there's nothing left but Christ alone. Be merciful to me, the sinner. And then conversion comes.